0: I'm Steve Dickman, president for Outpost Centers International, and this is a live update from what's happening in the Ukraine and uh, some of the refugees there and the crisis that we're facing and how you can be helpful. I have uh, on the line with me this morning, first of all, uh, Marcus Alt. Marcus is on the front lines from Adventist Help Organization, and Marcus, tell us what's happening there and some of the challenges you're facing and what your needs are.
1: At the moment, I'm in Tergumores and uh, looking at the medical bus that we had operational in Greece. It's all empty. It needs to be furnished. It needs to have equipment. We need some uh, medical material put in, some gurneys, some apparatus, oxygen. Tomorrow, I'll be leaving for the border with some friends that have worked there before so i have some contacts already and then i'll make my way down towards uh, into moldova down towards odessa and see where we can set up the clinic at the moment we need equipment later we will need volunteers and of course the funding to operate all this so if you're interested get in touch with us thank you very much
0: Okay, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate that, Marcus, with your work there on the front lines. I'm going to go to uh, Alexi. Alexi is uh, our OCI field vice president for this region and uh, it's being severely impacted. And uh, Alexi, tell us what's happening there.
1: Our home Lifestyle Center uh, has been uh, hosting refugees from eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, and we've uh, taken more than 500 of them. They are refugees from uh, hot spots, uh, from the cities of Kharkiv, Kiev, and others. And they are coming there uh, to stay, not just to have a uh, overnight layover on the way to Western borders. Uh, so we we have about 50 adults and tw- uh, 20 children at the moment, and they will be staying uh, some. 10, 15 days, and some for indefinite time. Thanks to the donations provided so far, they've been able to get some food and some other necessary items and uh, to support the staff. Uh, but there are several, uh, several um, groups of people that need help. Uh, they are those who are uh, refugees in the outside countries, like neighboring countries, Poland, Romania, Hungary, Czech Republic. And other countries, uh, they, they estimate that about uh, a million and a half to two million Ukrainians uh, left Ukraine and they are staying in these countries. So many people internally displaced in Ukraine, they are staying in the western part of Ukraine. Uh, and uh, they also need help, uh, psychological help, spiritual help. Uh, and there are also uh, humanitarian needs in hotspots. So this is the current situation.
0: Thank you so much, Alexei. I uh, appreciate that report from what's happening there on the, uh, on the front lines and in some of the ministries and the huge needs there. And uh, again, we're inviting our, uh, those who are watching this to participate in helping to uh, provide for those needs. Uh, Ostap, tell us what's happening with Build and Restore and some of the efforts to coordinate work there.
2: Yes, thank you, Steve. We've been able to organize and help coordinate groups that are traveling to Ukraine. Some are traveling through Poland and other neighboring countries to get to the border of Ukraine and cross over. The main focus has been to connect volunteers with, with locals, uh, help coordinate organ- and organize transportation, and financially support those that are purchasing food supplies, traveling to and fro different cities. My uncle is on the ground transporting people out of Kyiv and then bringing food back into Kyiv, and we're also working with a group in Poland that has been supplying medicine and Um, medical supplies to the border. And so we've been sending them funds to purchase and to find in local pharmacies in Poland, medications that are needed, send them over through small transport groups across to the border, and then into Ukraine.
0: Thank you, Ostap. That's important work. And I know the logistics are huge. And it's an opportunity for us to work with people like yourself that know the on-ground situation, have people there on the ground. So thank you for what you're doing. Corey's in the country of Ukraine. Corey, talk to us a little bit about what you're doing there and uh, how the Lord is blessing the work that you're doing.
3: So, yes, um, I'm from Ardmore, Oklahoma, and a friend of ours from Ukraine actually asked us if we would be doing anything for Ukraine because he knows that we do disaster response. And so we thought, well, that'd be a little bit out of uh, the usual for us because normally we do natural disasters. We haven't done conflict zones before. So we really had to put it to the Lord a lot before coming out here, but he really opened the doors for us to come here. So been blessing us to be able to stay in the classrooms. You can see the the, uh, letters up on the wall for the school kids, just to be with them. uh, They found that to be very valuable and and meaningful, uh, that God would lead someone to be with them uh, in this time of, of struggle.
0: Thank you, Corey. Now, I know that one of the major things you're doing is putting literature out in the hands of people. Tell us about a yeah. story of somebody whose life was uh, apparently impacted by some of that literature.
3: Um, actually, when we went uh, to the train station, it's a major hub in here in Lviv, uh, we gave out literature there. We gave it out with water uh, because we want to meet their needs as well. And there was actually a number of people that would um, say that they didn't need the water, but they wanted the water of life. They wanted the, the literature that we had. Yesterday, we met a young woman and she was traveling with several elderly ladies. And she explained how she was kind of taking care of them. She expressed how she wasn't sure how she could afford to do that. And especially, you know, onward, moving into a new country, kind of long term. And she was trying to take care of her family back in Kiev as well. And we asked her if she was, you know, a a believer in God. And she said, well, you know, some of my family's um, members are, but she didn't uh, have that connection. And she said that her sister was reading the Bible. And she asked her sister why. Was she reading the Bible? And her sister said she found it very comforting, very helpful. So we said, well, maybe in time you may read the Bible as well. And she said, yes. Uh, she said, maybe in time I, I come to Christianity as well. And we gave her a Bible. And, she said, and we said, maybe now is the time <laughs> for you to, uh, to have the blessing of Jesus. And she said, yes, I, I think you're right. So she said she was happy to get the Bible and, and planned on reading it as well we are very, very thankful. Uh, we're a small, humble team. There's really not that many of us. And, you know, we don't have, uh, the, the might of men as it were to, to turn the gears. And so we, we thank God and we give God all the praise that he's moving on people's hearts and minds in his church and otherwise to support the efforts out here in Ukraine. Uh, it has certainly made it possible. We prayed for a million glow tracks, uh, gospel literature tracks to hand out and we got a phone call saying that someone had donated the money necessary for that and so we uh our our prayer has been answered big time so now we just have to get it here and give it out people often wonder you what do people need in times of crisis you know do they need food water uh, medical and yes of course they need those things but i tell you what people need the most the most beneficial is the hope that we have in Christ. There is nothing else that can help people like Christ does, like Jesus does. He is omnipotent. And so Jesus says, if we confess him before men, that he will confess us before the father. So don't undervalue the the gospel and the practical help that the gospel is to people in crisis.
0: Thank you so much, Corey. God bless you and your work there, and may he keep you safe, and may it be a productive time in sharing the good news with those who are in crisis. I'm going to go to uh, Barack now. Brock, if you're uh, available there, you can uh, speak to us a little bit about what's happening with Gideon uh, Rescue Team on the
4: ground and some of the challenges that you're facing there. We have a, a team in Lviv, which is in the western side of Ukraine, uh, they're at the Adventist Church headquarters. And the Adventist Church headquarters there is doing an amazing job at uh, feeding and giving shelter to refugees that are coming through. Um, upwards of 50,000 refugees are coming through the train station in Lviv every single day. And so it's an unprecedented opportunity to uh, practically demonstrate the love of Christ, but also to share um, in printed form um, something for the, the people to hang on to. And so our, our mission has been to try to get literature uh, into Lviv and that God has provided wonderfully for the rush printing of a million glow tracks that uh, we have um, right now. Uh, Part of them on a train um, down to the border. And then our team is picking up some more from the publishing house in Poland. Our prayer and our efforts are still to try to get the printed word into the hands of people um, as fast as we can, because uh, opportunities like this won't come around uh, again very often. So that's our mission. Thank you so much, Brock, for sharing with us today.
0: Hi, Lisa. Uh, It's good to have you on with us today and uh, appreciate you taking some time. Give us a little report about uh, this ministry that you're aware of out in Ukraine that's really ministering to the refugees there.
5: Well, this uh, Lifestyle Center is in western Ukraine. And in fact, it's only about 30 miles from the Romanian border. And so they're getting a lot of refugees from Nikolaev, which is being heavily bombarded, and Odessa. So these refugees are coming through, trying to get to other countries. But because they're so close to the border of Romania, a lot of the refugees want to stay in the country and not go out and, but still be in relative safety of the Western Ukraine. Until now, this center, which can hold about 50 people comfortably, they have almost 150 people now. They are just scrambling and they've put up a lot of food. They have big gardens and they put up a lot of food in the fall but they're almost out of what they've put up in the cellars and in canning. They're running out of bedding. And this little lifestyle center, um, every guest room has a family in there. And then the extra people are staying just in open areas, just mats on the floor with blankets and bedding. And um, you'll see a picture of an outdoor kitchen that they've devised to augment their, their center kitchen. They, they made like this big, huge enclosed tub to heat water. So each family gets a tub of hot water to do like a spit bath in once a day. And then they get a tub of water to wash their clothes by hand. Because these people are staying, they're wanting to uh, do some sort of continue their education. And so they're doing like, like homeschool style classroom for appropriate ages. And, um, you know, they don't have desks, they're just sitting around in, a, in chairs and the teacher is trying to teach them with uh, really no books or anything. And so their need is, is pretty great. And so, you know, whatever you can do to help, it would be wonderful. You know, they uh, they're doing the very best they can.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you sharing with us what's happening there. I'm going to go to uh, Dr. Durson and I don't know if it's Susan or Dr. Durson that's going to be on with us, but uh, if you can uh, speak to what's happening there, I know you guys are headed there uh, with a team to do some work. Tell us a little bit about what, uh, what you're doing.
6: Um, I'm, I'm here. Michael had to leave for the hospital. He has a clinic day before we leave our home at five o'clock tonight to head to the airport for our 3 a.m. check-in. Um, we are planning on training civilians in tactical first aid because we are anticipating with uh, the direction of Dr. Yuri that this is one of their pursuits through their clinic. I believe one of his colleagues is, has been spearheading this effort. And so we have a team of 10 people that will be uh, providing tactical first aid kits. And our understanding is that we'll be training civilians that are wanting to um, respond to the, the crisis there and, um, And we're we're excited to be able to tap into Brock and Corey's ministry, Gideon Rescue Company, by utilizing some of their printed material. I've been in touch with Corey regarding um, obtaining some of those materials to provide with those that will be training as well as um, Dr. Uri's clinic.
7: Hi, my dear friends. Refugees are flowing like a river. From Eastern Ukraine, from Kharkiv, from Nikolaev, from Mariupol, from many cities in Kiev region, and from Kiev, the Kiev as a capital uh, has decreased from three million, less than two million. So one million refugees is only from the capital. I am a refugee, as my, as myself. Even this car where I'm sitting is not my car. It's a clinic, our clinic car. Our key idea is to support refugees with comprehensive approach Uh, as a refugee. You're just surviving. You're trying to find a place where to live. So the main issue, what uh, we have decided to use, is to invite people for a massage. And the first step, the massage therapist, is as a Christian, he or she is praying with patient. Uh, during massage, uh, massage therapist is con- has a conversation with a person. And after massage, it's uh, uh, 15 minutes of cup of tea and conversation with, uh, about spiritual themes, about their private, personal uh, challenges. You know, this way we used for uh, many thousands of refugees and internally displaced people in ukraine and in other countries and it's very successful we are so thankful for your support we are f- feeling my dear brothers and sisters, we are really f- feeling your prayer support because i see lord every day my friend whom i didn't uh, haven't seen more than 22 years and she called me she found me she de- had decided to help with a uh, to accommodate 20 refugees and help with the products and medications you know and this story is happens every day as an answer on our prayer. You know uh, the Lord is so good so I believe that uh, our comprehensive approach to health of these people who and will will change their life, you know, not this simple life in the world of pain but they will understand and they will receive an eternal life thank you for your support because you know my dear brothers as a refugee and my family we are feeling your support and let our blessed lord will keep you and reimburse you and uh, increase your blessings A 100 times.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, again, friends, uh, this is a live frontline report from what's happening in the Ukraine. And we're just asking that you would pray about what God would have you to do in helping the ministries that are on the ground there headed that way to relieve suffering and to help individuals who really at this point have no way to help themselves. God bless you. Uh, You can go to our website there. We'll be putting the information up about the website. There'll be contact information for these ministries as well as a place where you can join us in uh, supporting these ministries through your donations. Thank you and God bless you.
2: This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse,